You're listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast, with your host Danny and Kaylee. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 17 for Zap Night. I'm your host Danny, and Kaylee is still out, but hopefully for just a little bit longer. So today I have a guest host a special guest host a special super awesome guest host Lori. hi Lori helps host another podcast that we just started up called zap night movies so if yeah. you like movies and you <laughs> like listening to us talk check out that you can find it at zapnight.com like you can find everything else zap night related um so let's get into it episode 17 sure. we are talking about ukulele Ukulele was developed by uh, Platonic Games. It's actually former Rare employees. Now, Rare was the developers of a lot of old school Nintendo games like Donkey Kong Country and Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong 64 and just all those old platformer games. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them. (laughs) When they announced this game, they called it the spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie. And you can really feel that in this game. I love Banjo-Kazooie. I did too. We played it together quite some time ago. It was originally funded through Kickstarter. I don't think they were expecting it to explode the way that it did. It was the first game to hit a million dollars within 24 hours. So they were over a million dollars within the first day. Wow. What Um, What was their goal? I honestly don't know. Do you know that? No, I don't know. I was just wondering. I did look it up on... I didn't look up their goal, but I did look up, obviously, what their numbers that they actually ended up hitting. Yeah. They ended up raising $2.7 million. Wow. And the campaign ended with uh, 73,206 backers. It's a lot of people. And we saw all those people in the end credits yeah. because everybody who pledged, I don't know if there was a certain tier or if it was everybody who pledged, but they got their names in the credit roll. And there was a lot. There was of a names. lot of people in there. A lot of um, Matts, a lot of um, Jims, Tyler's, <laughs> Jessica's. It was originally released for uh, PS4, Xbox One. And it was planned to be released for the Wii U, but the Wii U had some sort of technical difficulties on developing the um, the platform, so they changed it to the Switch, and they're still working on the Switch um, release. But for everyone else, it was released worldwide on April 2017. And um, I think they also had a PC version like for Steam or something also, but uh, we played it on the PS4. And you were a backer? I was a backer, yeah. I was originally just a digital backer, and then after they started development and after they the Kickstarter ended, they opened it up to physical copies, and so I bumped up my pledge to include a physical copy because I prefer physical media because I like seeing it in my game room. So um, I actually had it set for the Wii U because I figured it would be more fitting on the Wii U than it would be for the PS4. Yeah. Uh, but because they ended the uh, the development for the Wii U, I decided to switch to the PS4 version since I had a PS4 at the t- at the time. I didn't have a Switch, so I kept it with the PS4, and that's the version that I have. Although. 
Uh, well, I guess now I'm kind of glad that I still didn't do it yeah, with the Switch because I still wouldn't have it yet. yet. So, yeah, it's probably a good thing. So, uh, let's talk about the story a little bit. It starts off with Capital B and Dr. Quack who activate this machine that steals books. And they don't really say why they're doing this. <laughs> Um, they just kind of activate a machine and they start stealing. Oh, yeah, they did. They said that they wanted to resell. They wanted to have a monopoly on all the books so that they could resell them at a higher rate. I kind of remember that. Huh. While this machine is sucking in all these books back at um, the Shipwreck Creek, Yuka and Laylee are sunbathing. And uh, Laylee has a book sitting next to her. With golden Golden pages. pages. It's a special book that was found in the hall of the the pirate ship. The book starts flying away and scatters all the golden pages all over the world. Yuka and Laylee go to... uh, they, They find where the book is being sucked into. And they find out that Capital B has stolen the book and... They're, they go on this big adventure to collect all the pages and make the book whole again. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for story. <laughs> I guess, um, I, well, let's, let's talk about who Yuka and Laylee are. Yuka is a green chameleon-type lizard, mm-hmm. and Laylee is a bat, and they play a lot like Banjo-Kazooie, where, you know, Banjo is the bear and Kazooie is the bird inside his backpack who helps him fly around. It's a very similar concept, where Yuka is, this, is the the feet and the, the movement, and Laylee is the flight and some of the attacks and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, story... What what do you think about the story? Any thoughts? Why? 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 I, I know. What's so great about this book? Just because they're golden pages? Yeah. Like, there's no... There's there's not really an explanation as to why. <laughs> I know. I thought that same thing. There's so many whys in this game. It was like, why, why is Ukulele so involved in collecting the book back, other than it was their book to begin with and it's being stolen? And why does Capital B want that book so bad? Like, what does that book represent to him? Because when you first start playing the game, he talks about just wanting to collect all the books to be able to resell them. But what does this one book have anything to do with anything? I don't really get it. Well, if it was in a pirate ship, maybe that ties into something later on. To come. (laughs) Like a future game? Yeah, I mean, what's with the pirate treasure that you collect in the game? That's very true, yeah. That's very true. Well, you know... I have to say, uh, a lot of the characters in the game talk about wanting to be included in a, in a sequel. <laughs> Did you catch that? A little bit, yeah. I think a lot of it is them just kind of playing around with... Because they break that fourth wall all the time. Talking about it being a game and you know wanting to be included in the sequel. And, you know, it's just... I think they're just having fun with it. Well, I mean, look how... Look how- good it was received so that's true oh yeah they absolutely could do a sequel without any problems granted that the game itself is well received now that it's been out so we'll see how our scores match up how our scores match up and um so the other thing is the worlds the worlds are so different like what 
I don't know. How does that tie into the story? What I understand of the worlds is that the pages have some sort of special power to activate the tomes. And the tomes are those worlds. So in my mind, the books that they that ukulele are going into is the world that is being described within the book. So it would be like if you had a copy of Twilight sitting on the table. And then and, they went to Twilight. And then they went into Twilight. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be exactly the, the concept, I think. I don't, That's how I interpret it. I guess. But, yeah, I mean, otherwise, there's really no reasoning for doing what they're doing other than they want their book back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it seems like a lot of work just to get a silly book back, but every page has their own personality. So, I mean, maybe there's more to it than just it being a book. (laughs) Oh, man, there are so many puns in this game, too. Like, every... conversation that you have with characters has like a joke at the beginning that they're like kind of dogging on on each other and making puns about what type of character they are and it's just it's so silly the stuff that they say is so funny they did a lot of that in banjo kazooie too they did yeah and i i love that they play with that yeah it's so cool and i guess you know the developers must have had a soft spot for Banjo-Kazooie, and as did a lot of the fans. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, to make a million dollars in the first day, obviously there was uh, a lot of good feelings about this type of game. So, uh, it was fun. What'd you give it for story out of ten? A uh, six. A six? Yeah. I gave it a seven. Any any other thoughts about story? Why you gave it a six? I think just because there wasn't enough there for me. Yeah, I agree. I think, <laughs> and maybe this is just experience. I'm playing so many other games that had barely any story at all. But the fact that there was story at all is what makes it good. <laughs> I think, though, that the story, like in Banjo-Kazooie, there's more of a story there on why they're... I don't know. I I think that there's more of a story there. That the witch is an actual bad guy. Girl. Lady. I don't know. But in this game, capital B is just like a boss. He's just like any other corporate guy. Yeah, that's all it is. He's just a corporate (laughs) money-hungry guy. There is nothing else about it. You know, I would be curious to know if capital B, if there's more of an underlining um, story behind ukulele other than what's being told, like maybe a developer story of, you know, these employees being under control of, you know, the, the rare group and And that's why they went to kickstarter to kind of get back at capital b yeah see (laughs) (laughs) i'd be curious to know if there was a little bit of play on that because i'm sure that there probably is i mean who knows they they may have been working i don't know when they quit rare but um maybe they were working with rare before this game was released and brought this kind of game to them and they laughed in their face and said no we don't want to do this and then you know they went on to do their own thing and made the game anyway it's it's very likely um so let's move on to graphics i really had no problems with the graphics aside from a little bit of shadow pixelation (laughs) me too (laughs) that was the only big flaw that i noticed but otherwise this game is beautiful the water looks really good. Yeah, yeah. The It's very clean. It's very crisp, except for those few little things hidden in the background. But... Yeah. But otherwise, all the characters moved really well. 
The animations were really well done. The lighting looked really good. There was a few problems that I noticed with um, some of those real dark rooms, like where you got to eat the glow worms to be able to glow in those real dark rooms. Some of the graphics were kind of funky in there, but otherwise the game just looked really good. I give it a nine. I give it a nine also. It was very pretty. And I, I like pretty games. It, it does help when you're <laughs> playing a game for as long as we played, which I played it for 33 hours and 30 minutes. I think I was like 31 hours. 31, 33, yeah. And, I mean, when you're playing a game that long, to have some pretty graphics go with it is definitely a plus. It makes it a little bit easier to bear when maybe some it, of the gameplay is a little bit harder. It also helps with the motion sickness thing. That's true, yeah. Because I get that. The camera was pretty good in this game, too. It wasn't too in the way. Sometimes it was a little tough to keep it going, but I feel like you had a lot of control with the camera, so it wasn't too bad to be able to look around. So let's talk about the gameplay. Wait. What? <laughs> what? What? Um, I don't know. This could go under gameplay, too, but I really liked the honeycombs. Like, all the, the nods to, again, back to Banjo-Kazooie, all the honeycombs. You know, I didn't even consider that being a Banjo-Kazooie reference. I really thought that it was just a capital B thing. <laughs> because he's a bee, and they're inside the hive towers. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I didn't even make that correlation. That's that's your health in Banjo-Kazooie is the honeycombs. Yeah. It makes sense. I just never even thought about it. And in this game, your health is uh, butterflies, which makes sense because a bear would eat honey and a, a lizard would eat butterflies. butterflies yeah. So, I mean, I get it. These guys, they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gameplay. Gameplay. So I loved how huge all of the worlds are. However, there was only five. Now, being that there was only five, I still spent a lot of time in each. I, I ended up 100%ing this game. So, I mean, obviously, I spent a lot of time playing it. Uh, you know, there was no lack of exploration. But as far as diversity, I think that they could have maybe cut each level in half and made a couple extra levels or something. Yeah, I think two more levels. Yeah. Two more. Just, I think that they should have had a water level, which uh, I'm kind of surprised they no. didn't. <laughs> I know. No, you're right. The swimming mechanics were awful. They were awful, and I did put that as a negative. But every so, yeah. other game has, every like, a, game swimming has a swimming level. Yeah. They should have had, like, a tropical, a tropical paradise level where there was a lot of swimming involved or... You know, flying from island to island or something like that. But the worlds that we did get were pretty awesome. They were huge. Let's talk about each level. The, okay. What was the first level? Tribal Stack Tropics. And that was really just like a big a rainforest type mountainy um, terrain. Well, tribal. It really the title says it all. Right. It's a tribal tropic. It's kind of like um, with like tombs. Yeah. Oh, like a Mayan-type place. Temples. 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 That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Yeah, and you can really see that. A lot of the art in the world, you know, kind of revolved around that. So, uh, what was World 2? Uh, world 2 was the ice... Glacier. Level, glacier. Glitter glaze glacier. Yeah, that's what it is. And this one was really just like the ice snow level. 
Slippery. Um, lots, yeah, lots of <laughs> slipping and sliding. Uh, this one had quite a bit of swimming in it. Yeah, probably the most swimming out of all of them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it definitely had the most swimming out of all of them. The boss in this level was super easy. The yeah, boss it was in the first the easiest. Yeah, I think so. The boss in the first level was like a um, he shot out logs. Logs that you had at to, you. You had to roll up his ramp. Otherwise, you'd slide if you didn't roll. And then you had to jump over the logs. Right. Which I gave up in the first. <laughs> when I first played it, I just gave up and I just moved on. And yeah. I'll come back to this later. Well, when I went back, I had flight. So oh, I just flew up there. Oh, cheater. <laughs> cheater. Uh, I When I played this, I fought him and I fought him before. Because during this gameplay, they did an update where they changed a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I fought him before the update came out, and so I fought him on, I guess, quote, hard mode, <laughs> uh, and it really wasn't that bad. I think my biggest problem was I didn't realize when I first started playing that you could stop and slow down on the ramp as long as you're curled up in the ball, but... Because when I was first fighting him, I thought that I had to keep moving, otherwise I'd stop and start sliding back down. Once I figured that out, that I could stop and move around, it made it super easy, and then I beat it pretty quick. Actually, a lot of this game, you know, keep trying it over and over and over again until eventually I figured it out and got it got it down pat to where I could beat it. Um, So, let's talk about the third world. Moody Maze Marsh. This was like the poison... Water, swamp. yeah, swamp. There the you poison go. Poison swamp. I really I, liked the mushrooms. I, I I liked this level a lot, but there wasn't enough, I guess. My problem in this level was everything hurt you. Yeah. Everything you touch, the water you touch, some of the bushes you touch, everything would hurt you. So you're just casually walking around and you're like getting hurt all over the place. And that was very frustrating. Otherwise, I didn't like the shopping carts in this level. I didn't either. I also didn't like the high walls in this level. It made getting around really difficult. Every time I had to get to a specific place, I would have to find a landmark that was close by and hopefully stumble upon what I needed to find. I spent way too much time <laughs> just trying to find where I needed to be in this level. Uh, the boss in this level was a tentacle guy, and he was kind of hard. I I fought him maybe three or four times before I, I beat him. I actually watched you. I watched you before I played it, so it was a lot easier for me. I think yeah, because since I watched didn't have you have that play learning it. curve. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I still struggled with it a little bit. I think it wasn't too bad once I found that there was a couple butterflies that you could eat while you're playing this boss, but. I, f I really feel like that they are strategically cheating when they design these boss fights. Not not so much the first two, but this one, I feel like that they're strategically cheating. Where it's like, you know, you, you got your boundaries of the plants, that, the spiky plants, plus... You know, you get double tentacles rolling around, and it's it, they're trying to up the difficulty, but in that way, it's just making it frustrating. Yeah. I mean, it still is fun... Because it's difficult, to an extent. I had a lot of frustration. There's a lot of frustration. I, I would be working on other things, and Lori would be playing it in in the other other room, I guess. And uh, she's just 
hollering at this game and yelling at it, and I'm just... I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were too. I was too. Oh yeah, I've got streams of me <laughs> darn near cursing, if not cursing. So what's that? World three. Let's talk about world four. Your favorite. My favorite. The Cashino. Cashino. <laughs> it's really just like this big, over oversized. Oh yeah, oversized. Well, maybe not because I mean a lizard and a bat would be awfully tiny inside a casino. Yeah, but I mean capital B was there. That's true. Yeah. And. But yeah, it, you are like a tiny creature inside an, a huge casino, and you go from station to station and play all the like mini games. And I I loved playing the slot machines. Really, yes. I really didn't like the slot machines. <laughs> um, I, I, you were laughing a lot at me when I was playing the slot machines because there was a couple of them that would like throw you off. Yeah, where like. You would the go button, the button in front of the the line wouldn't match up with that. Right, line. so it was like you know you would go through all these uh, slot machines the same way, and then you'd hit this one that it's a little bit off, where like the first button would turn off the middle one, and the second button would turn off the far right one. It was so weird, but I mean it it kept it interesting instead of it being too repetitive. And I think that's what they were going for. But yeah, they had like just a bunch of a bunch of crazy little mini games, and it was fun. Uh, the catch in this level was that you didn't collect the pages like you normally do. Uh, you had to get coins. You had to get coins. coins to exchange for the pages, which is very similar to like uh, going to Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese and winning tickets to exchange for prizes. Yeah. So in that way, that was kind of fun, but it added to the insane amount of collectibles that you already have in this game. Uh, but it was still fun. Who's the boss? Oh, oh <laughs> the boss in this I didn't, level. I didn't get to this boss because after the second level, I kind of gave up on the minecart thing. Yeah, in the minecart thing, it it got increasingly difficult I, after each level. I really, I really liked the minecart in the first level, but when I realized it was in the second level, and then the third level, and so yes, on, kind of got. I kind of got oh yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing is the timing with the minecart. Because if you don't jump just right, you're going to run into stuff. Or if you don't shoot the cannonball at the right time, you're going to miss shooting your object. So there was a lot of trial, again, trial, trial and error. And error. Yeah. Trying to get this thing down pat. And the casino one is really where it peaked for me, it was the most difficult. The other, th the other three that you had to do before level four were difficult, but not overly difficult. Where this one, I think you had to get 150 coins, and it was very difficult. I think I played just the minecart maybe 10 plus times. But the cool thing about the minecart is if you screw up, you could hit start and go to restart. So you could restart the minecart level. Where the boss in level four... You have to just die. The, and, well, and, and that goes for all the bosses. Yeah. If you're not stuck... Like, most of the bosses, you're stuck in a room and you can't go nowhere. So if you screw up to the point of no return, your only option is to die. There is no running away and coming back later. It's just you're stuck in the room and if you die, then you get to restart. But if you don't die, then... <laughs> you have to keep going. So it adds a lot of time to your gameplay just sitting there waiting to die. 
And um, the one in level four was probably probably the worst. He he shows up right after the minecart guy, which is where we're going with this whole thing. Is that right after the minecart game? You if unlock you, if you beat it, boss. you unlock the boss. And the boss turns out on this like circular um, course, like minecart or my, yeah, minecart yeah. course, and you have to fight him on the track. He's like the the giant security guard. He's I think his design was the coolest out of all the bosses, out of all the the monsters. Even he was awesome looking, and he had an awesome boss music too, which we'll talk about music later, but. So much about this boss was awesome, and so much about this boss was infuriating. <laughs> I think I fought this boss maybe a dozen or so times before I finally beat it. And even then, when I did beat it, it was after I left level four and came back later when I decided to actually beat it. And uh, I don't know, it was just, if you didn't have that timing down, it would screw you up. And having more butterflies help too, because you start off with five butterflies and you get one extra butterfly container in each world. Yeah. By the time you make it to level f- or uh, world five, you could potentially have an extra five or six hearts to help you with whatever else you need help with, whether it be the final boss or backtracking a little bit. So that did help having <laughs> having the extra uh, hearts. But yeah, th- that boss was probably the hardest. So anyway, <laughs> let's move on to level five. Level five. Galleon Galaxy? Yes, that sounds right. Level five was like the, uh, like a planetary... The space. Out in outer space. But what was with the water? Was it supposed to be like space? I Yeah, I think so. I think it was just... Star, star pool? Yeah. I don't know. But that because was poisonous to water too. Because there had to be something there. Yeah, for they you to land just on. had nothing. I liked this world. It was really pretty, but there was something about it. I I don't really know. The atmosphere wasn't quite right. It made it. I don't think there was quite enough to look at. It was very kind of a gloomy world. I don't know. I think for me is. It was really pretty, but everything was secluded in its own like orbs. You had to go to each, like, orb to do the things in each orb around the main island. Yeah. And it was kind of like, when you, were, when you were just outside roaming around, there wasn't really much to look at. It helped that you, by the time you make it to level 5, you can fly. And that does help with getting around in this world between all the different islands. The boss in this level had to do with uh, the transformation um, it was a moon. The boss is a moon, which is kind of a part of the story of this this world with um I don't know what was it a meteor or something that <laughs> you had to rescue the meteor, but you ended up blowing up the meteor, and then the moon got mad. Yeah, so he that was the like moon would shooting to... stuff out his butthole. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so then you you go up to his butthole and you shoot it with and fire, then he, or something, and, then he and he explodes. explodes. And then when he explodes, the moon, who is his girlfriend, gets really angry and attacks you. And then you have to fight the moon. But the transformation thing. So every world has this Dr. Dr. Puzz. Puzz, yeah. And she she's like this transformation doctor, uh, scientist, 
who I preferred Mumbo Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because that was in Banjo Kazooie. Yes, too. he was the guy that transformed you. Yeah, he was the, the witch doctor guy. Yeah. Now she herself was like a transformed person. She was like a person, but part like octopus or something. Yeah, <laughs> her head was in a fishbowl, and there was like a fish that would swim around and like leap out of the water sometimes. But she would transform you in each world, and part of collecting, you would have to collect the molecule, molecule, like puns. molecule. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> she would transform ukulele into different things in each world. And like world one, it was a plant. World two, it was... Snowplow. Snowplow. World three was a fish cluster. Mm-hmm. School of fish. Uh, world four was... The helicopter. The helicopter, right. World five was the ship. The sailboat. Or pirate ship. Pirate ship. Yeah, something like that. It was the sp- spaceship. Ha-ha. <laughs> so yeah, that was how you fought the boss was in that spaceship form. And you had the option of shooting it with a cannon or shooting it with a flamethrower or shooting it with like an exploding bomb. And then you had to utilize those to figure out how to fight the boss. And I think I did this one first try. Did you end up beating it? I didn't play the boss on that one. Oh, you didn't? Nope. Oh, I, I didn't skipped know that. it. Oh, that's too bad. Um, I didn't need the page. I could just move on, so That's I moved true, on. That's true, yeah. I wasn't as concerned as with 100%ing it because I couldn't get past the stupid minecarts. Yeah, it's true. I'm like, what is, what's the point? Speaking of minecarts, the minecart in World 5 was really weird because it was like every jump it was w- like a moon jump. Yeah, it was. It was like the yeah. slow motion jump, which you would think would make it more difficult, but I didn't. I found it way easy, like mm-hmm. way easier than the level 4 one. So, th- yeah, that's that's all the worlds. Now, you also have the home hub, which is the Honeybee Towers. Right? Is that right? Hivery. Hivery Towers. Hivery. And uh, that is actually, like, Capital B's factory business. I don't know. But uh, you can find more collectibles in that world as well but not quite like they are in the other worlds because this is more just like the hub that you're collecting stuff in. Um, So let's talk about the collectibles. What all can we collect in each world? Oh my gosh, so much stuff. So much stuff. And I actually, as I'm playing this game, I'm like, okay, so we have to collect this, this, and this now? And it's like, they would tag on another one, and then another one, and then another one. It just got crazy. Okay, so your main thing is your pages. Right, and that's to progress in the world, because the amount of pages you have unlock the next world, or uh, can expand the world, to tome, tomb, whatever. And then you have your quills. quills. And the quills is kind of like your currency, which helps you buy moves. Ah, yes, yes. And that's another thing you got to collect is the stinking moves. Oh, my gosh. I know. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. So the quills, um, there's 200 in each level. And uh, I think the page users, what, 25 in each level? 25, yeah. Uh, what's What else? We got the Molly Cool. Right. And there's one of those in each to level. To transform you. To help you transform. Um, your health extender and your power extender. And your power in extender each, in each world. Each world. And then you have a pirate treasure. Oh, right. And that's that's like hidden. So And really, 
what what is it for it's not for anything <laughs> i swear it's not for anything you find i got lucky and found one in the first world and then it's like he says uh, uh yuka says something like we should be looking for these in all the worlds and i'm like Oh. Okay, what does it do? <laughs> but it doesn't show up on your totals menu, so no. it's like there's really no point other than maybe to get the the achievement in PlayStation Network. I, yeah. I don't know. There's really no reason. I, I don't know. Does it unlock a tonic? Maybe, but I don't know. I'm not sure. We would have to look it up. I don't know. It's not that important. Anyway, and then you have play coins. Yep, so you can the play the game. arcade game. There's one arcade game in each level, and these are really just, like, mini-games. But then there's, like, an extra three or four in the main hub, along with the ones that you get in each world. So, uh, yeah, it adds to the mm, gameplay a little bit. I want to talk about the arcade games, but, I mean... We'll, we'll get there. Just yeah. just take note of that. Yep. Um, and then the Ghost Riders. Which I really, I really enjoyed the Ghost Riders. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I liked finding most of them, except the fighting one. I hated the fighting one. Okay, so I did a little research on the Ghost Riders. All right, let's talk about Ghost Riders. <laughs> First off, the, there's five Ghost Riders in each world. Do you know why there's five? I have no idea. Maybe because there's five writers in the game? Because they are the writers of the five books. Oh, so each each story plot writer has their own ghost. Each of the tombs, yes. Tomes, whatever. Run it, whatever. Um. Okay. So there's five ghosts in all five levels, and if you collect all five, you uh get a pagey. Correct. And each ghost needs has a special requirement for being able to collect it. So you have Normie, who is the yellow, who is just normal. He just is like, hey, come get me. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Hence the name Normie. Which, by the way, there's no there's no mention oh, of their names I, in the I game. I looked this up. Yeah, there's no mention of their names in the game. So hopefully these are correct by the website <laughs> that I looked it up on. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? And then we have Anne Gree. Who is the angry? The red one. <laughs> angry. Gotcha. Okay. And you can only collect him by fighting him, right? Yes. That's because he's the red you one. You have to avoid him. So uh, he would, like, attack you, and if you jump out of the way when he attacks you, then you can attack him back. And if you hit him three times, then you can collect him. But sometimes that's just a pain in the butt. He was really hard in the fifth level because of the fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was really hard. I spent a lot of time trying to get him. So then we have Evie, who is the green one, who evades you. Aha! Uh-huh. You have to chase him around to collect him. Yep. Yep. He runs away. And then we have Heidi, who is the one hiding. <laughs> Hilarious. This game. <laughs> this game is full of this kind of stuff, guys. Heidi, Heidi is the blue ghost, where you have to use your sonar... To be able to collect him. Her. And her. her oh, excuse it's a girl. Me, excuse me. Uh, yeah, and this one confused me when I first started playing. Because it was like, she would show up, and then as soon as you get close, she'd disappear again and laugh at you. And I had no idea either. No I clue. actually looked it up. Oh, did you? Yes. I looked it up to figure it out, because it was driving me nuts. I 
played it and was trying to collect it and trying to collect and all of a sudden it was just like she showed up and was like here i am come collect me <laughs> and and that was in the first the first world by the second world you had figured it out and i said to you i'm like what am i supposed to do like the last level she just showed up and was there and you're like use the sonar shoot it out boom, boom she's <laughs> no problem <laughs> and then we have feedy who is the uh, pink one that you have to feed. Yeah, and that one was challenging at times. Um, because you would have to shoot, like, a berry at it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the berries are far So far away. away. And, and you, you gotta to really run. run to, the, the ice world was kind of hard to get that one. Because the bombs are, like, three tiers yes, over. Yes. And you gotta lick, get the get the bombs and then jump three tiers back before the time runs out to be able to shoot them. And this is another one I gave up on and I came back to in the end when I could fly. <laughs> you could fly over there. That makes sense. And then it was a breeze. Ah, uh, yeah. I bet. I did it the hard way. I did it per level. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I really liked the Ghost Riders. They're... They're different. Again, I mean, adding to the puzzleness of the game. Um, not only were... do you have to find them, but you got to figure out how to collect them too. Yeah, and I liked that about this is that you it was a puzzle in itself to collect them. Unlike in Banjo Kazooie, where they were just there, you the Jinjos. Yeah, where you just had to you collect just had the to five. find them. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed the the puzzle and trying to get them this time. You know, I really. Ah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, so, you wanted to go back to something. The, the arcade games. The arcade games, Let's yes. talk about the arcade games. Okay. They're really difficult. They're most, not, most of them are really difficult. They're not all that easy. And the I first think, one? Go ahead. I'm sorry, are you going to... No, I was going to say, they're. I think they're designed that way because... They're designed after old school arcade games. Um, you were gonna say the first one. The first one is like a racing game. Yeah. Where you race around in a minecart, and, and it wasn't that too bad. that top down style is a very classic original Nintendo type racing game. And even I I remember a Super Nintendo game, Rock and Roll Racing. That was that <laughs> same like overview of the track where you just kind of. You have to turn left and right, depending on which direction your car was facing. Was facing, and at first it's kind of disorienting when you're trying to turn right, but you're actually turning left, and it's weird. But once you get the hang of it, it's not too not too bad. Rexo, <laughs> Rex, Rextro, Rextro, Rex. Because it's like retro, but with Re- with Rex, Rex Row. <laughs> it's really hard for me to say. It's okay. Skip it. <laughs> but I want to talk about him. Oh, no, I thought no, no, he was really cute. He is really cute. And they dog on him for being old school. Yeah. They like, ukulele is so mean to this poor little old school 8-bit dinosaur. Or si- probably 64, <laughs> 64, 64-bit 64 dinosaur. Bit, yeah. He's very unfinished. Uh, he's very polygonal. And he's like, got like old school tube lines going through him. <laughs> and he's he's really cute and he's he's so happy to be there he's and he's so, so excited, excited for you to play his arcade games which really why why are there these huge arcade games in the middle of these worlds i don't, <laughs> I don't understand know. but it's i thought they were when i first saw the arcade i'm like oh, oh this is so, awesome. so cool it's so cute 
and it's huge. And uh, then you play the game and it's not all that great. You know, I think what they should have done is they should have made it a little more old school, you know, 8-bit, 16-bit, 64-bit graphics, too. Because when you play them, they're just like regular graphics. Regular, like, the casino one where you had to jump the hurdles was just like ukulele in the casino running this course. Yeah. You know, there wasn't any graphical changes to it, which there really should have been. But otherwise, I mean, they were pretty basic mini-games. My favorite was the ice one, I think. I think that's the one where we you had, had, to, attack, you had to attack and you had to keep collecting the quills. Yeah. With without getting hit by the monsters or falling in the water. Yeah, I liked that one. Um my favorite And then there was the bee one where you were the bee. Yeah, that was to... in the third world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um The hurdles. Was that that one was <laughs> probably the hardest. Um. Oh, the f- the fifth one was my favorite. Oh yeah, I, think. I didn't like that one. That one was um. I I don't remember the name of the game, but it was a a helicopter game where you you were a helicopter, and when you push the button, the helicopter would fly up, and when you would let go of the button, he would fall down, and it's just like that same game where ukulele is flying. And you hold the button to fly, and you release the button to fall, and that timing, you had to get to avoid the obstacles in the level, which were bees and, like, just, like, actual obstacles. Uh, But yeah, I really like that game. So you actually get two pages for beating the arcade challenge. You get one for actually completing the arcade, and then you get a second one for getting the high score. And I was able to do that on all five levels. Not me. (laughs) <laughs> there were some that were really hard specifically the the hurdle one in world four that one was the hardest i think it took me like a half hour to beat that thing i don't know i don't even know how many times i tried but it took a while and when i did do it it was like a celebration <laughs> <laughs> i think there was tears involved <laughs> you want to talk about some other characters no no yes we can but i actually want to talk about the moves before before we get too crazy here. <laughs> okay. Because the moves were probably the worst aspect of this whole game. I don't know. If you want to talk about it in a minute, we can. If you want to talk about characters first. Well, but. I have to say that all the moves, though, were very similar to Banjo-Kazooie. And that was very nostalgic to me. Sure, yeah. I can see However, that. However, there, they... there was way too many moves. And way too many button combos. And... The whole, like, having to learn them in each level, and then having to go back and replay. Yeah. So, to explain it a little more, every level, you get a free move from Trousers. From the hub world, you get a free move. And Trousers, he's this, he's so cute. His design is amazing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's I love like, his cell phone. His his huge old school cell phone. <laughs> Plus he's wearing sh- trousers where um he's a snake. So like he his head is like in one pant leg and it goes down his his body goes down through the pant leg and up the other pant leg and then up the other side. So it's like he's like this I don't know. It's it's so funny how they have him made. But he's a, a high-class businessman. He's rolling in the, the quills. <laughs> <laughs> 
but then so you get a free one in the in the hub world and then each level you can buy one or so i think the first world you get three the second world you get two and then you get one in the last three uh but you can buy more moves and when you buy the moves you can only buy certain ones in each level. The biggest problem that I have with this game is that when you get the moves, you have to backtrack to be able to use the moves in the first worlds. So like every world, you actually could utilize all of the moves that you get at the very end. However, you can't get those moves until you make it to the very end. That was kind of frustrating. Very frustrating. Because there was times where I would be sitting and trying to figure out something, and there there was no way for me to even do it because I didn't have you the didn't move, have yet, move yet, and I didn't know. Yep. <laughs> yep. The one that ticked me off probably the most was in the second world, there was this like laser beam that you, you travel all this way to get to this room where you need a la- to be able to use the laser beam uh, to be able to turn invisible, where you shoot the ice block. Yeah. And you don't even get that move until, like, world four. Well, you make it all the way up to th- to get to this this room, and you can't even do anything there. It's, like, a big question mark. So then you find out much later, oh, well, you can turn invisible and use the blah, 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 laser beam and whatever. But, yeah, it was... It was so frustrating to get to find yourself in a puzzle situation and not be able to utilize the, you know, not be able to get the pagey because you're missing a move. So really, I ended up, I think you did the same thing where we would just go Try to the, and push through and get to the next world just to get the move and then, and then backtrack back and do as and much as you can. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about each char- character if you want. Um, we have ukulele, who we already talked about. Yeah. I just wanted to mention the snake. Yep, we have trousers. Who? That's um, all. He's the salesman. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess we did talk about everybody else, didn't we? Mostly, except Vendi, which I really didn't oh, like her. I didn't like her design at all. She reminded me of like SpongeBob's mom or yes, something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She's like this yellow refrigerator. Refrigerator. And she sold you tonics, and the tonics basically gave you, like, little cheats to be able to use in the game. Like, one would give you an extra heart, or one would give you more energy when you do certain moves. It it was really just to give you a little nudge, or a little bit of an aid if you're stuck on a certain spot. But she was everywhere, too. There was, like, four or five of her in every (laughs) world. Well, she's a vending machine. (laughs) I guess. I guess so. I liked the minecart guy. I thought yeah. he was cute. He was charming. Um, I, I even though that his mini game wasn't super fun, uh, it was very reminiscent of like Mar- uh, Donkey Kong Country and the minecart game or the minecart worlds or levels in that game. Uh, but kind of on a more difficult level, and I don't know. It just. It was it was fun, but it wasn't super fun. But I liked his character. What did you think of the Knights of Hamelot? <laughs> Every time I saw them, I knew that I was in for a, a big puzzle. <laughs> uh, usually, the Knights of Hamelot, there was what four of them or five of them? Four of them, yeah. And 
they usually correspond with each other and they're spread out through the whole map. The first, the first world is where you see them and you actually go up to them and they'll tell you, Hey, we're looking for a treasure, find my friend. And then they give you a hint where his friend was. So you would have to hunt down that, that location to find his friend. Then you found him and he's like, Hey, okay, we're looking for a treasure. Find my other friend at this location. And then he, they give you this like vague hint at the next location of the next pig that you got to find. And they show up, I don't know, maybe, what, two, three worlds where you have to go and do that? They're in World 1. Are they in World 1? I don't think they're in World 2. I don't think so. I don't think they're in in World 3. Are they? No, I don't think so. No. They're They're definitely in in World 4. Because you have to fly them to specific places. Right. And then they're in World 5 where you gotta unlock the the key. Yeah, you have to get the keys. Um, Yeah. There's also the Shovel Knight, who is a cameo oh, yeah, yeah. appearance from the game Shovel Knight, which I thought was interesting. I wonder how that worked out if sh- the Shovel Knight developers helped develop this game or if the Shovel Knight developers gave a lot of money to help with the game. I, I don't know. But in any case, Shovel Knight's in this game. If you like Shovel Knight, <laughs> you can look forward to seeing him. Um... What was the the cloud guy that you had to race? Nimbus. Nimbus. No, Nimb- I think Nimbus was the big one. Um, um. No, the big one was Nimbo. Nimbo. Um. Cumu. I, I don't know. But yeah, there was a, a racing, a little racing cloud where they usually had some sort of course set up where you had to race him. He had a little like racing helmet on. I I liked the race in the last world with the boat. Where, where yeah, where you raced all the way around the galaxy. Yeah, I thought that was cute. That was really cute. It was really challenging, um, and it was a long race. But if you can get the upper hand, I think I did it the first time and kind of got an idea of what I was doing and what I needed to do to get the upper hand. And then by the second time around, I was able to do it without a problem. Um, they so we also had the. The snowmen. The snowmen, yep, where you had to find their hats. Um, you had the cannonball guy. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Do you remember? Um, it Blast something. Blasto. 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 Yeah, it was something like that. And he, he always had something stuck in his mouth. <laughs> in his uh, cannon hole. <laughs> um, Blastoey. Ah, uh, okay. Like Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Banjo Banjo and Tooie or whatever. <laughs> he actually he had a funny part in the first world where you had to shoot the the air duct guys. The, yeah, the And he's like, Hey yeah, I have a gift for these guys. Can you help <laughs> me out? And then you go and shoot these guys he's across like, the way. Yeah, and he, he, <laughs> Well, I got you. That that'll teach you for blowing wind my way or something <laughs> like that. Or I, they were making fun of him or something. I think. And then they end up praising him in the end for being the hero. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he <laughs> he makes this weird appearance at the very end of the game. Uh, what did you think of the enemies in each level? The corplets. I was really confused when they. 
We'll have to talk about the quiz, too. <laughs> but when we first did the quizzes, they were talking about the those guys. And I was really confused because they all look, they look different in each world. So I didn't really know who the duck was talking about because I didn't realize that they were the same enemies. They were just in different outfits. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, but... The- they looked really cute. I really liked the pack of cards enemies. Yeah, they were cute. They um, were very cute. The one in World... Uh, the the guys in World 5 looked really weird. They were like brains or something. <laughs> yeah. The first World 1, where they had like the skull on their head. Yeah. They, they totally reminded me of Cubone. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that, but they totally did. Yeah, they were like tribal guys or something. Oh, we didn't talk about the skull guy. Well, because he was nothing. Yeah, really. I mean, he didn't really. I don't know. He was like this adventurer guy who always got kidnapped by something, and you would have to help him out, and he would give you a page for it. But that was about it. But yeah, I mean, I liked that the (laughs) enemies were different in each world. That kind of made it nice. I hated the bee guys. They were so difficult to kill. Ugh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I just avoided them. The only way you could kill those was by shooting an echo blast at them and then attacking them right away while they were green. Um, same kind of goes for the eyeball guys who would attach their eyeballs to different objects around the world and then, like, possess them and attack you. <laughs> those guys, the only way to kill them was to shoot an echo blast at them, too, and then attack them. Otherwise, if they turn red, there's no attacking them. No, they would they would jump, put their eyeballs on whatever thing they were on, and yeah. they would turn red, and they'd spin and attack you. But if you just jump up and hover over them, and when they were done attacking, you could just pound on them. Yeah, that's true. Them. I was shooting them with the echo blast because even if they're red, you can still shoot them with the echo blast, hmm. and it would shoot their eyeballs off, and then you could kill the eyeballs. So one of my one of the things in games that I really enjoy is their idle idle moves. When you're not when you're not playing, and they like make a little move waiting for you to do I something. I don't think. I don't think I ever sat long enough and noticed any of them. Yeah, because there was one. There was one where um, uh, Laylee gets up and flies around his Yuka's oh, head. Oh, you know you can trigger those. No, um, no. <laughs> I mean, probably, but. If you push the arrow keys, you know how you got your your sticks, yeah, but yeah. then you got your arrow keys. If you push one of the arrow keys, he does a different one of those things where he'll like he'll like Yugo will stop and go like nag on yeah. or um, he'll do a little like dance thing. I was like in the in the in, in the dance club in the in dance the club, and I could have him do a little jig in the dance club. That was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was the one where he. Uh, Laylee would fly around Yuka's head and then, like, bite his ear or whatever. I don't Um, know. I enjoy those games. The quizzes sucked. I hated the quizzes. (laughs) They were fine. The very last one was fine. Because by the time I made it to the last one, I knew everything. everything, So there was was no question mark. It was when you were trying to skip ahead to get moves that you didn't play anything. So you didn't know anything. And I think that was the point. (laughs) I I honestly think that that was the point. They wanted it to be more difficult for you to just 
skip ahead skip ahead without playing the game uh but you know it gets back to that frustrating part where you don't have enough moves so you have to skip ahead so that you can go back and collect everything in the rest of the game i love all of his like jokes about looking it up on the internet oh i know it's so funny because <laughs> when you get it wrong he would say stuff like you know all these answers are on the internet <laughs> or you've you've been looking at your Wikipedia, haven't you <laughs> or uh he has one that um you saw the answer in the in my glass <laughs> so uh dr quack is really quite the, a quack of a doctor yes he is <laughs> um he is like in a gumball machine with wheels and he's like a duckhead inside the gumball machine in like uh, an, an ooze of some sort. Uh, he would he would randomly he's he's actually the main boss who's uh, capital B. He's the sidekick. So you eventually you you uh, occasionally run into him and he will quiz you on what you've experienced in the game so far. Some of the answers are just, like, outrageous that there's no way for you to know it, but most of them are okay. Uh, I just, I don't know, I didn't like it. I I think it was just because I was frustrated with the first couple because I was trying to skip ahead, so I, did, I didn't know anything. Loading screens. How oh. Did you enjoy those loading screens? Absolutely. I loved watching all the pages dan- dance. <laughs> I get it. To an extent that the loading screens have to be long because they have to load this huge, beautiful world that you're playing in. But they're so insanely long. <laughs> I would start a stream because I, I streamed all this, all my gameplay on Twitch, by the way. So you can see my backlog stuff on our YouTube channel. Uh, just YouTube, go to YouTube and look up Zap Night uh, Gaming and you should be able to find everything that we've done. Including our um, my gameplay of ukulele. But I would start the stream and uh, I would have like five minutes of loading. Because it's like you gotta... I start the game and then I load the world. And then I would show up in the hub world. And then I would get to the actual world that I'm going to be playing in for that episode. And then I have load to load that, that world. <laughs> but usually once you get into the world, there's not much for loading screens. It's not too bad once you make it to the the actual world that you're playing in. But it's getting to that point that is kind of frustrating. Um, so I think the last thing to really talk about as far as gameplay, unless you have more, is maybe the final boss. How many times do you think you fought the final boss before you actually beat it? You um, did You did beat it, right? I did beat him, yeah, <laughs> I barely. <laughs> I He died and I died at the same time, but... But, I mean, it counted. It still went through the the (laughs) final thing. Um, I don't know, maybe like 15 times. Oh, wow. I don't don't even know how many times I fought him. But again, the biggest problem that I had with this... It was trial and error, because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. There's (laughs) that. figuring out how, how to do each section. And when you have... 10 or 11 butterflies that you have or um like lives yeah to restart the fight if you've totally screwed up to restart the fight you have to sit and wait for yourself to die and it's so frustrating because all you need is a you know reload this level sort of button yeah and there's nothing like that with not without literally saving and quitting, going all the way back to the main menu, loading the game all the way back <laughs> up again, and then loading the world back up again to the fight. 
who's not I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, I mean the biggest problem that I had the learning curve was one thing. I, I understand that you gotta learn how to fight the boss, but just when you royally screw up, I wanna be able to just back out of it and try it again right away. I don't wanna have to wait for all my hearts to go away. I think Another pet peeve that I had, it's not a, a huge problem, but it would have been helpful, was maybe some sort of, like, damage meter. Just to be able to know how many hits are left, or even that I'm doing any damage at all. Right, that you're doing the right thing. Right. Because the first, there's, like, what, five stages to this boss? To the final boss? And the second stage, you're, like, flying around the trying arena. To, trying to hit him with the ice berries. The ice berries. And you don't really know. <laughs> you have no idea if you're doing any damage or not. It's like you're kind of... He kind of hesitates when you hit him, but you can't really tell because it's you got to hit him, like, 15 times before he moves on to the next stage. Yeah, it's not like, you know, the first stage where you, you hit, hit him, him three and, he, times and he falls and, over. And he, right. And he... You know, you visually see that you've done something. Right. Whereas in the, in the next part with the berries, you don't really see that. He just keeps flying around. Yeah. You just, you have no idea. Again, it goes back to trial and error, but it took me a lot longer to figure that out than it really should have. Only because I think there probably needed to be a stage in between during the berry stage. Just to give you a heads up that, hey, you're you're actually doing what you need to do, but let's up the difficulty level or something. You know, maybe just have the berries in the room and let you shoot at him. And then after three hits, he brings out the enemies and then he starts flying around, you know, something like that. Just something to change it up so that you know that you're doing the right thing. I don't know. But, uh, what did you... And then the second, or the third phase? Are you done talking about? No, 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 no. That's fine. We can keep talking about it. The ooze. Oh, yeah, the ooze. Um, <clears throat> I have to say that that was probably the worst part for me to try and figure out is the bees. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't realize that the bees would leave you alone until, you the very, until the very end. And when he hesitated, you had the time to get rid of the bees and hit him. I didn't realize that. I didn't I thought either. as soon as those bees come to you that I gotta you kill were, them. Yeah, that I had to kill them. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I didn't realize that if you kept moving that they would just keep flying around you until you stopped. Uh, so when he, when capital B is like, above you trying to kill you by squishing you there's like no time in between that to kill those bees because it takes so long to do the supersonic sonar thing right to be able to kill those dang bees that you it's inevitable for you to get squished but yeah once once i figured out i think you had told me that you know you can just do it afterwards it's like oh well maybe you know <laughs> if i keep moving it won't be a big deal but um i think the hardest part, aside from the second stage, was probably that end stage where he shoots the, the missiles. missiles at you. Mainly because have... they were heat-seeking heat missiles, <laughs> and they were abnormally slow, plus capital B was moving. So it was like, I just, I don't know. Maybe it was my the way I was controlling ukulele that wasn't quite right, that it made it overly difficult than it needed to be yeah i didn't have any problem with that <laughs> i got to that stage so many times and 
I would either run out of energy while I'm flying around or the bombs yeah. would like be weird and they would get stuck on capital B and it won't explode. It would like go past his shoulder. Yeah. Or, or go through his shoulder or I think it was a height thing because I think what I figured out is I was flying too high so they yeah. were going over him. I think that's what my problem was too. But, but I was I was having issues fall- running out of energy also. Right. So I used a tonic. Oh yeah, I think I bump, had that too. To kind of bump it up a little bit. Uh, well, I not only did I use the tonic, but I used um, I was I had all of the extenders too. Yeah. So I had this like crazy long <laughs> energy bar for flying around. I practically flew the entire time. I think I only had to recover like once or twice. Um, when I did finally Man, beat that it, recovery time was crazy. Yeah! It took forever! And if you run out of energy, there's no avoiding those, um, the, the missiles. Yeah. So there's nothing you can do but sit and get hit. Ugh, that was the worst. But, um, when I did finally beat this level, I was able to, or when I was a- when I finally did beat the boss... I managed to get all the way to the ooze part without losing any butterflies. And I think I even got to, I think I got to the missile part without losing any butterflies. And then I finally made it to fight him with the missiles. And even with losing a few lives in the missile part, I was able to beat him without too much of a problem. But yeah, I was kind of frustrated with some of that, but it, Overall, it wasn't too bad. And then the ending was a crazy long list of uh, backers. (laughs) The credits. Yeah. The ending itself, like you had said, there was the Blastos or whatever his name was. Blastui. Blastui, yeah. He uh, He, like randomly comes in and and shoots them into a book and they get trapped into a book. Yeah. Yeah. And then the game ends, and they have this huge celebration for Blastui because he um, did away with Capital B, <laughs> even though Ukulele did all the work. But hey, Ukulele got their book back. Yeah. That's what matters the most here. <laughs> so, uh, what'd you give it for gameplay? I gave it a seven, I give it an eight. I don't think I got... I have a little more patience than you do. I think yeah. I I think I think didn't get quite as frustrated in some of those things that, that you did. But I really just enjoyed all the puzzle. All, I, I really enjoyed the puzzles. I like trying to figure it out. Even if it is frustrating at times. <laughs> um, for me... Uh... I don't know. The mini games, I really thought they were cute and I loved the idea, but they were so hard for me. Yeah. And the freaking camera. <laughs> oh, you you fought I the had, camera? I had so many problems with the camera that you know, there was there was things that I the the star fishing thing. Oh, is, this, that's probably the worst part. It's probably the worst one that I had problems with, yeah. where I ended up setting the camera to manual so I could just have it in just a manual or stationary position and then catch the stars around me. Yeah. Because I would be running around and that camera would just be like spinning, spinning all over in place. circles and yeah. I couldn't see any of the stars. Yeah, I had the same problem with that minigame, 
trying to collect the stars. First off, the stars are random anyway. So the odds of you getting 15 or however many you need was like a weird odd. <laughs> no, because when I changed his camera, it was fine. Was I, it? I did it without any problem. Oh. Oh, maybe I just did it the hard way. Maybe I should have just set the camera. Because <laughs> I ran around that... Because you're stuck in this like real small circle arena trying to catch these stars. And yeah, it's just... I don't know. It was frustrating. But otherwise, I mean... Did you have many camera issues? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Hmm. I mean, there was a lot of times when I switched it to be stationary so I could do something that... yeah. Uh, I think I had to use the, like, ukulele view. It could be more because of the motion sickness thing. Maybe. It was too disorienting for me to keep trying to play these things and have the camera moving around so much. Yeah. There was a way, one of the trigger buttons would zoom you into Yuka's head and then you could, like, look around a little bit, but it still made it difficult. Um, I, The only time that I really could have used a, a different type of camera mode was with uh, the second world. There's this platform way up high that it turns out you gotta fly to. I had no idea. Oh. I had, like, I got everything in that world everything other than this one pagey that's I way up on this cliff i didn't even see it i didn't either and the fur and when i first I'm, went through it I, it was when i went back when i could fly yeah that i had found it yeah like, oh. i but i had found everything other than one pagey and it's like i'm looking and looking and looking and looking for it and then all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye i see this one little platform way up on a cliff <laughs> i'm like how the heck am i supposed to get up there so i'm like trying to climb the mountains like scale the mountain because i didn't know that i was going to get a forever fly feature well you should have known that i i honestly thought that the gliding was going to be the flying i mean cuz you could fly in banjo kazooie so i I just didn't know. I didn't know. I knew it was coming. I should have known. <laughs> but I was frustrated and just wanted to scale the mountain. Even though, now that I've done it, I know that even if I'd have scaled that mountain and got all the way to the top, I wouldn't have been able to do the mini game to get the pagey anyway. So I would have been ticked off anyway. <sighs> Gameplay. Swimming. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, swimming, swimming was a pain. Was so- Although by the end, I, you it was had the fine. hang of it. Yeah. The catch with swimming was that your controller only worked on the 2D plane, like the flat horizontal plane. So when you're moving you ukulele up or back or side to side, it's on that horizontal plane. But then you had to use X or L two to to go up or down swim yeah so that uh, that swim you either had to swim up or you had to swim down yeah and then while you're swimming up or down you can maneuver but you can't just you couldn't just go straight yeah (laughs) and that was my problem is you couldn't just go straight yeah the fish when you turn into a fish in the um the third world uh, the swimming mechanics in that were a little bit different, and they were like way easier. 
than the swimming the regular swimming mechanics. I don't know. It was weird. <sighs> Gameplay. Are you are you satisfied? I think so. <laughs> um, let's move on to music. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about the music. You, I, I don't know. It was very much like Banjo Kazooie. I mean, the the sounds. It was very repetitive. The music wasn't so repetitive. I didn't think. Um, each world had its own theme, and it looped pretty seamlessly to where you didn't really notice it. You know, <laughs> too too much over I and did. over again. <laughs> Um, maybe it was just because I was more focused on just playing doing what I need to do to get done to, you know, yeah, play, play just playing the game. Um, I really liked Retro's music. Re- Rextro. Rextro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I kind of had a problem every time I ran into his, like, area, his bubble of music that it would change and I'm just like, oh yes, I know it's nearby. <laughs> like, okay, I don't and I'll be like underneath of it too. Like I can't even get to it from oh, where I'm at. And then it cute. starts playing again. It was really cute. I think the best memory that I have of that was when I actually made it to the arcade area in the hub world where you walk in and it's like the sounds of the video games playing yeah. <laughs> and then it's like you walk in and there's like Six or so arcades laying around. It was awesome. That was probably the best. Oh, the boss music was pretty cool. Um, going back to the fourth boss, he had awesome music. I loved his boss music. But every boss had a little bit different music. It was kind of the same music for the level, just kind of remixed a little bit. I don't like the speech thing. <laughs> Like I get it that it's a it's a callback to Banjo Kazooie, yes! and that's totally yes! cute. I get that, but I didn't like it in Banjo Kazooie either. So I don't know. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's charming in its own way, but I get tired of it I way like, too easily. I like that if they're not gonna have the actual voice acting, that they have some sort of voice. Yeah, that's like true. I don't like to just plain read and have them not making any noise. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. I liked it. Again, this game. It's it, it, it's very much Banjo Kazooie. It's very nostalgic. Yeah, it is, and it, it's a lot of fun. Um, let's wrap up music. I give it an eight out of ten. <laughs> I give it a nine. No, oh, did you? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I I gave it an eight just because it it was good, but it wasn't like a beautiful soundtrack. I'm not gonna listen to know, it in my just... car, but it was fun. I mean, it, it deserved a, a higher score, but I don't know. I mean, it's if you thought it was a nine, it's perfect. It's awesome. <laughs> Leave it at a nine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, going to. I'm not. It's I'm not going to change your mind. I just. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny that I don't know. It's I funny. I didn't have all that many negatives other than I really didn't like the voice acting thing. The voice. I I don't know, but I get it. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) So, Lori, what was your overall experience? Did you have fun? I did. I did have have fun, but it was very, very frustrating. Were you happy when uh, you beat the game? I was so happy. 
Is this the first game that you beat by yourself? <laughs> you don't have to answer that. No, I don't think so. No. I beat Final Fantasy XV by myself. That's right, you did. Which is like my new favorite game. I know. <laughs> I loved that it's they have that callback to Banjo Kazooie. Obviously, it's it's a great idea, and it's a lot of fun for players who used to play Banjo Kazooie or might have kids who, you know, they want to introduce that type of environment to on the new system. So it's it's there. It's it's a lot of fun. I just. I really got into the game. The first couple worlds were tough because of the whole not having the moves thing. But after I got most of the moves and I was able to 100% some of these worlds, I really got into it, which is why I wanted 100% it. Not because I felt like I needed to, but it was simple enough to do without, you know, spending a crazy amount of hours trying to complete it. I really don't think that I'd been able to 100% it without the internet, though. Because I really needed to look up some of those things. (laughs) There were some things that, like that one quill on the first level that is, like, super hidden. I, it would have taken me a long time to scope out every single Um, area to try and do. For me, that was the casino. I don't think I would have ever figured out to blow up those stupid slot machines. I feel like it didn't it, even occur to me, like I, not at all. I feel like eventually I would have figured it out because I had the I had the idea earlier that it's like okay, I have this cannon, I must have to blow something up. So I'm like shooting the the security cameras, I'm shooting other things. Eventually, I think I would have shot the the broken slot machines. And there's one like right there by the transformation station. Yeah. So, right when you turn into a helicopter, there is one staring you in the face. So, I mean, I would think eventually I would have figured it out without too much of a problem, without looking it up. But there's a few of those, like the the red ghost in, uh, what's his name, Aggresso? Angry? <laughs> Angry. 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 Um, in the fifth world. He, I don't know if I'd have been able to find him on my own. Yeah, I don't think so. And then he turns out to be a pain in the butt, too, to try and catch or fight. <laughs> fan. Yep, because of the fan. I don't know if I'd have been able to 100% it without using some sort of, you know, doing some sort of research online yeah. to find it. Um, but I really enjoyed fighting the mini games, as difficult as that hurdle one was in the fourth world. Uh, I still had a lot of fun, you know fighting through it and the feeling that i got after i did finally complete it (laughs) it was so awesome and i made me feel good and i wanted to keep going and do more i'm a little bit sad that the game's over uh not like i could do anything else with it anyway but um i don't know i i had a lot of fun i gave it a nine out of ten for my overall experience i gave it an eight it's okay it's not a bad thing. No, not at all. It's not like it's a four. No, no, not at all. Um, I really liked this game, even though it frustrated me like crazy. It's a really cute game. I mean, even if you haven't played Banjo-Kazooie, don't get me wrong, you don't have to play Banjo-Kazooie to appreciate this game. It's a fun platformer, but I think first, it's it's a puzzle game. 
it's a puzzle it's a puzzle game with a platformer kind of as a secondary category like yeah there's platforming to it where you gotta jump make the jumps and you gotta you know roll up hills just right but really it's more of a puzzle game than it is anything else because you have to figure out what you're doing to be able to get each page that's what i thought (laughs) (laughs) yeah so what's did you tally up your score no go ahead and tally up your score 39 probably that's awful i gave it a 41 so that's an 80 i should have known that off the top of my head an 80 out of 100 so that's a b minus but i mean still a b it's pretty good and I think it's well-deserved. It's, again, it's it's a really fun game, but you will find those moments of frustration that you'll just want to throw your controller or say a couple cuss words or... Yeah, I think a B is fair. Yeah. Capital B. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with it. It was. <laughs> um, if you like puns, man, this game is for you. Oh, oh. And you know what? Before they did the update in the casino world. In the casino. He was talking about going to college. And they spelled college wrong. Rex. And I was telling you about it. Yep. And, and then I and then I did it and they fixed the it. update and yep. they had fixed it. I'm like, no, no, it, it was it was wrong. The the arcade guy in the casino world. Yep. He there was a <laughs> there was a spelling error. <laughs> only, only I would notice that. That's not true. Uh, clearly someone else noticed it because they fixed it <laughs> well i'm glad they did yeah me too <laughs> i'm just disappointed that actually it was missed in the first place actually they fixed quite a few things that i noticed um uh, from what i've read they fixed the the first boss they kind of changed it up to make it a little bit easier for some players the, the ice cave the, the ice cave the was probably the cave. biggest one for me because that was nearly I, impossible yeah. without flight um the the ice cave had it was the dark it was the dark one dark cave or something i don't remember what it's called anyway you had to roll you had to roll originally you had to roll through the whole thing and if you didn't roll you would slip and slide off the platform to your death so when they updated it they changed it to where you didn't have to roll anymore and it was like super easy (laughs) like abnormally easy um so yeah, oh, they also changed a couple, or at least one mini game, the first mini game, the first uh, arcade game. Oh yeah, they they, they, they changed a couple a enemies things. and um yeah, just made it a little bit easier for people. And I was so close to getting that top score before they changed it, and then after they changed it, it was a breeze. <laughs> now they need they should have done something different with uh, the, the hurdles, f- the hurdle mini game, because that one is a pain in the butt. That one is so difficult to get the high score on that. And it's like 24,000 I think you gotta get. And oh, it's just, it's so The hardest thing for me is like you fall behind and the only way to get forward is to roll. But there's hardly ever enough room for you to roll. Yeah, well, and my problem was 
if you fell behind, sometimes it would instantly kill you and bring you back to the front. Other times, you would sit way back You'd there stuck. and stuck back there, and they and wouldn't respawn you, and you would lose that whole, like, stretch of quills. Or you'd lose, like, two lives or something Yeah, weird. yep. So it made it, it didn't make it super hard. That I think that minigame is kind of buggy, and I think if they fixed that minigame to not be quite as buggy, I think it would be a little more fun and a little bit easier to actually complete without much of a problem. But yeah. But yeah. I liked this game. It's very cute. The The dialogue is a lot of fun. I did find myself laughing out loud to a lot of the stuff that they talk <laughs> about. Um, they crack jokes at each other. Actually, Lei has got quite a sparky attitude, and half the time, Yuka's like, Lei calm down, you know? It's it's so funny. And even, like, the joke, the, the loading screen thing, where they talk about the cartridges. Yeah, they have an awesome sense of humor. They have, uh, during loading screen, like, it says something like, if cartridges were still in uh, use today... Yeah. You wouldn't have this loading screen. <laughs> yeah, this the game would be loaded by now, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And so true. Um, So yeah, a B. It's a good score. It was a fun game. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Um, I probably would play it again here in another couple years or so after the initial frustration is worn off. I could see myself playing it again just to play it again. It makes me want to play Banjo-Kazooie again. Yeah, I could see us doing that. Maybe we'll have you back on for some Banjo-Kazooie. Or Banjo-Tooie. Or Banjo-Tooie. I don't think we ever beat that game. Uh-uh. I think we started it too and just didn't... We just let it go. Um. So, before we end the podcast, let's talk about our thrift shop game. Ugh. <laughs> Um, I was so excited for this game. It sounded so cute. You found it at a garage sale, didn't you? I did. For three bucks. Three bucks? Did you actually pay three dollars for it? I did, because I thought it sounded so cute. What what sounded so cute about it? I saw it. I saw it at the garage sale. I thought, oh, three dollars. That's a little much for me, because I usually only spend maybe a dollar or two at a garage sale. Right. But it was like, I read the back. I'm like, oh, you know, I could run through a candy factory and collect some M&M's. That sounds like fun. No. 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 No fun. Um, <laughs> it's M&M's Adventure for the Wii. Don't play it if you see it. Uh, if you have it, I'm well, so know. sorry you spent money on it. I don't know, man. That The boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh least, my gosh at least, at least watch it on youtube that yeah box. yes so the cupid and it may get worse i have no idea <laughs> um but our stream we streamed what uh an hour about an hour of this game and you can check that out at our youtube channel which we talked about earlier you can go to zapnight.com you should be able to find it somewhere and uh at the very end of the valentine section you fight in air quotes you fight (laughs) cupid and he like he has voice acting and it's so bad (laughs) so bad it's so bad the microphone that they were recording in must have been in like somebody's basement (laughs) (laughs) it was so bad guys and just what does he say do you remember i don't even like i'm gonna punch you in your ears (laughs) something like that oh it's just it it was a painful game to even play an hour of it was they, they were so, so 
he the the red m&m because that's all we played really yeah it was the red m&m mostly yep um they were so slow and there was no way to go faster no nope. run, run faster no like, run button you know, normal normal games you can do a run or something and go a little bit faster no no nope. or like, like a roll to be able along. to you know roll just a little bit faster the en- and then they have these like these tiny sections where you like collect one m&m and then they have these like huge sections where you collect one m&m collect one (laughs) (laughs) m&m and for you for the game to be you collecting m&ms there's not very many m&ms to collect i think within the first segment he talks about well there's there's four m&ms of the 170 that we have to get and i'm thinking oh 170 m&ms that's that's it I'm like, I want to be. You otherwise collect currency, like this money that's laying just around for extra lives, and that should have been the M and M's, not money. I don't care about money. I want to collect M and M's, and I think they should have been all different colors, not just the green M and M's. That's stupid. So yeah, I'm sorry if you own this game. I'm sorry if you own this game and you enjoy it. I I have no idea what you're thinking but <laughs> uh if it sounds at all interesting or you just want a good laugh you can check it out at our youtube channel where we played about an hour of it and uh immediately stopped after the cupid fight Ugh. um so thank you guys so much for watching thank you Lori, for playing this game with me thanks for having me on i feel so honored you should <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> um if you enjoy listening to me and Lori talk we do uh a zap night movie podcast by bi- bi-weekly bi-weekly and that's where we go to the movie theater and watch a movie that is playing out either that week or the week before and um and then we chat about it talk about it yeah and it's a lot of fun we have a lot of fun doing it we like talking to each other about movies and video games apparently <laughs> so <laughs> next month we are playing um mortal Kombat deadly alliance that will be next month's Ooh. podcast uh and in the meantime i'm going to be streaming and playing uh the last story on the wii and as um hopefully kaylee will be joining us for that uh for that podcast yep that'll be for november so in two months we'll be having hopefully have kaylee back on and next month it'll be with a friend of mine tubs tubs you guys can look forward to some Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. I didn't want to stream Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance because I suck terribly at Mortal Kombat. So I didn't want to be humiliated on uh, live like, on Twitch. Like you were on Half-Life. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Um, so thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Zap Night. Um, if you want some more content check us out at zapnight.com where you can find everything we've ever done and everything we are working on currently and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time bye